Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 199 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all earn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe on your favorite and do me a favor, leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles that you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Valheim and WWE 2K23. The games coming out this week include Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom Prince's Edition, Super Fidos, The Settlers New Allies, Not for Broadcast, Witchcrafty, Dragon Pinball, and I Dream of You and Ice Cream. Now onto last week's biggest news stories, and we have six to cover this week. Number one, Microsoft is signing deals to bring Activision games to even more services. George Yang at IGN writes, Microsoft has signed yet another 10-year deal with a new cloud gaming provider. This time it's with Ubitis, a provider based in Tokyo, Japan. On Twitter, Xbox's boss Phil Spencer said, quote, Microsoft and Ubitis, a lead cloud gaming provider, have signed a 10-year partnership to stream Xbox PC games, as well as Activision Blizzard titles after the acquisition closes. Our commitment is to give more players more choice, end quote. Microsoft corporate VP Sarah Bond added, Quote, giving customers more choice is core to what we do. Thrilled to partner with Ubitus to give gamers yet another option for how they play Xbox PC games, end quote. Ubitus is most known for working with many publishers on cloud versions of games for Nintendo Switch, including The Forgotten City, Control, A Plague Tale Requiem, and Resident Evil Village. Earlier this week, Microsoft announced that it signed a 10-year deal with Boosteroid, a cloud gaming service based in Ukraine, in order to bring Xbox and PC games to more streaming providers. This would include Activision Blizzard games if its merger with Microsoft goes through. Xbox works to assess regulators. Microsoft is doing all that it can to assure regulators fear of anti-competitiveness within the gaming industry. Most recently, Microsoft signed 10-year deals with Nintendo and GeForce Now to make Activision Blizzard games more available on other platforms. However, the battle still rages on between Microsoft and Sony as the latter claims that the merger would irreparably harm competition and that PlayStation versions of Activision Blizzard games could be potentially sabotaged to perform worse on their platform. Raise your hand if you are tired of this ongoing saga that never seems to end. One way or another, whether it's passed or rejected, I just want to know so we can stop talking about it. Although, in my most humble and unknowledgeable opinion, it seems more and more like it's going to go through as they continue to just sign deals up and down, rough and right, all over with all these different companies. Question though, if it doesn't go through, is that the stipulation on all these deals? So then Microsoft's just going to look like a big jerk in the industry? Would be interesting. Hopefully we find out by the end of 2023. Number 2. Ghostwire Tokyo is finally coming to Xbox and Game Pass. Michael McWhorter at Polygon writes, Tango Games Works, supernatural action-adventure game Ghostwire Tokyo is coming to Xbox Series X and S and Microsoft Game Pass subscription service on April 12th, publisher Bethesda Softwork announced on Wednesday. Ghostwire Tokyo will be available for both Xbox and Windows PC through Game Pass. Coinciding with Ghostwire Tokyo's Xbox Series X and S release is a free update for the original game on PS5 and PC. The Spider Thread update, as Tango and Bethesda call it, will add new locations throughout Tokyo which include new missions and additional mysteries to solve. The game's core storyline will also be updated with, quote, extended cutscenes, granting players a deeper look into the plot, end quote, according to the developer. The free update will also include the Spider Threads game mode, described as a 30-stage gauntlet selected from over 120 handcrafted levels, with one simple goal to get to the end. In the vaguely roguelike sounding mode, players will unlock skills as they play and earn in-game currency to spend on upgrades. The Spider Threads content will also come to the Series X and S versions of Ghostwire Tokyo at launch. Ghostwire Tokyo originally launched on PS5 and Windows PC on March 25th, 2022, 
The game was a console exclusive for PS5, a deal struck before Microsoft's acquisition of publisher Bethesda Softworks in 2020. This game never really looked all that good to me, but a lot of people I trust seem to really like it. That means I'm going to give it a shot eventually on Game Pass. It doesn't seem like April 12th as we're getting into a very busy game season. Number 3. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre Gets August Game Pass Release Date Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, Revealed alongside a bloody new trailer, Gun Interactive has confirmed that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre will launch for Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, PC, and join Xbox Game Pass and PC Game Pass on August 18th. A technical test for the game will also begin on May 25th. In the asymmetrical multiplayer game, which is based on the 1974 film of the same name, you either play as one of the Sinister Slaughter family or their victims. As a victim, you will need to use stealth to outwit the Slaughter family and track down the tools you need to escape. Playing as one of the Slaughter family, you need to track down and stop the other players from escaping. It's Xbox's turn to get one of these asymmetrical multiplayer games that don't seem to stick around for all too long. Those on PlayStation have certainly enjoyed similar games, such as Ilphonic's Predator Hunting Grounds. This doesn't do too much for me, but the Texas Chainsaw is a cult classic. It's on Game Pass, so it's worth giving it a shot. Number 4, Fortnite's Unreal Engine 5 editor arrives next week. Christina Alexander at IGN writes, Content creators will finally be able to try their hands at the Unreal Engine 5 editor for Fortnite starting next week. Epic Games already released Unreal Engine 5 to game developers last year, but now the company will be releasing the beta version of Unreal Editor for Fortnite to everyone on March 22nd, according to the DLC's page on its website. The UEFN, or Unreal Editor for Fortnite, works a bit like the game editor in Roblox, only it's more advanced because aside from Fortnite being 3D in the first place, it works in tandem with the pre-existing Fortnite creative feature, providing teams of creators the ability to work together to create new games and experiences within Fortnite using all the tools at their disposal. This includes a new programming language called Verse to design gameplay, Niagara to create visual effects, Control Rig and Sequencer to animate their custom characters, World Partition to create bigger gameplay experiences like the virtual concerts we've been seeing as of late, and Fab to discover assets and import them. Epic Games was originally expected to release the UEFN last year, but it quietly pushed back its debut date behind the scenes. At the time, CEO Tim Sweeney said the feature was designed to allow creators to monetize their custom content without having to make a deal with Epic Games thereby turning Fortnite into a digital marketplace akin to Steam, Google Play Store, or the App Store. This is awesome to see, and I can't wait to see what talented people come up with. I love when developers give the communities the tools to be able to play and mess in their world however they like. It's not something for me, as I am not artistically inclined or creative quite like that. We did all enjoy Forge back in the day, but that was more so just messing around. Number 5. Retro-inspired RPG Sea of Stars coming soon to Xbox Series X and S and PC. Alexander Cope at Windows Central writes, On March 15, 2023, indie developer-publisher Sabotage Studio announced that their latest project, Sea of Stars, will be launching soon on Xbox consoles, alongside PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, and PC later this year, on August 29, 2023. Sea of Stars is an RPG featuring detailed pixel art graphics and turn-based combat evocative of iconic RPGs from the 1990s, such as Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Trigger, Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars, and more. The story tells the tale of the Children of the Solstice, a pair of young heroes on a quest to save the world from being destroyed by an evil alchemist called the Fleshmancer and his army of monstrous creations. This game promises to take players on a magical journey where the player can explore every nook and cranny of the game's world using a platformer-style navigation system, battle challenging enemies in an intricate turn-based combat system, which lets us the player trigger context-sensitive actions to block incoming or perform combo attacks with party members, and engage in a gripping narrative filled with intriguing characters, heart-pumping action, and heartfelt moments. Sea of Stars. If you like pixel art and old school RPGs, this game does look awesome. 
It is by Sabotage Studio, whose previous title was the Ninja Gaiden-inspired side-scroller title The Messenger. I did play it for a little bit, those games are just not for me, but I can still appreciate how well it was put together. This does have my eye though, and that is because I did play Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced way back in the day for hundreds of hours, I'm not even entirely sure why, how I got the game, and it remains the only Final Fantasy game that I've ever beat to this day. And number 6, Hitman franchise on hiatus as IO Interactive focuses on James Bond game. Ryan Dinsdale at IGN writes, IO Interactive is putting its Hitman franchise on hiatus as it focuses on its long-anticipated James Bond game instead. As reported by PC Gamer, IO Interactive Chief Creative Officer Christian Elverdam told Eurogamer that it might be a while before fans get another major entry, though Hitman World of Assassination will continue to be updated. Quote, right now a major, major new Hitman game that's a little bit on hiatus as we've been building another agent fantasy that's also taking up a lot of our time, end quote, Elverdam said. Quote, but obviously we'd come back to beloved Agent 47, he's still very much in the heart of this company, end quote. The, quote, Agent Fantasy, end quote, Elverdam is talking about is of course the James Bond game that was announced in 2020, that currently has just a codename of Project 007. Very little has been revealed about it since, however, though we do know it will have an original story. I wanted to include this in there as it seems like Hitman gets bigger and bigger as the days go on, but now people are going to have to wait a lot longer as the game gets bigger for the next entry in the series. I eventually will have to play this game. I hear nothing but good things specifically about Hitman 3 and specifically about that second level. On the long, long backlog it goes. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and hey, Activision Blizzard, we keep talking about them, so let's just do a quick history lesson of why it is so big. Credit to Statista.com. Founded in 2008, video game holding company Activision Blizzard, ATVI, is one of the heavyweights of the video gaming industry. Through various mergers, acquisitions, and successful content performance, Activision has grown into the biggest gaming company by market capitalization, which stood at $59.91 billion US dollars in January of 2023. In 2022, Activision Blizzard's annual revenue amounted to $7.53 billion US dollars. Billions, everybody. There should really be no question as to why Xbox, since they have the cash to do so, would want to acquire such an entity. Let's just hope, as I said earlier, that this is all wrapping up in the coming months so we can move on one way or another. Thank you all for listening to Xbox and 10 Podcasts, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please do me a favor, subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, as I hold the line waiting patiently for Resident Evil 4 Remake, I've actually gone back to replay through Bioshock. I want to replay Bioshock Infinite this year, and I haven't replayed the original Bioshock in a very long time. It still holds up, it's still so atmospheric, the environments are awesome, the story is good, the gameplay, eh, a little outdated, but overall, still holds up. I'm loving it, and I just cannot wait for this week so we can get our hands on RE4 Remake. My name is Brandon Rosie, you can follow me on Xbox at Barosa93. Hope you all have a great week, stay safe, and keep on gaming.